Christianese Hot Topic. Man, that announcement, Jared. I don't know if you've heard that before. Dan, what I took that to mean uh-huh. is that we had something going on that climatologists call... The hot topic. Yeah, that's perfect. Look at that. The hot topic, which is Greek for hot topic. It is, in fact. Yeah, as I know you learned that in seminary. That was the first thing we parsed. And let me tell you, yeah. uh, the declensions on that were... No, you don't have to clench it. Never <laughs> it's got to be your bowl. So anyway, I, I welcome the, to Hot Topic. I think welcome the Hebrew is Hot Topic, too. Yeah, Christianese. Uh, what's yeah. up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I was... Uh, you and I were just talking earlier before we started uh, broadcasting, which I use that term loosely. Well, uh, like you said uh, last time, we do we we shoot this right directly into Iran. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we beam it right into Iran. Two in the morning there now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have a faithful few that listen. We do, we do. It gets usually drowned out by the call to prayer. Well, that happens. Yeah, but then we also we we have somebody on the inside who will run the hot topic. Voice through over the call to prayer. through the call to prayer, yeah, right? Uh, so you know, some people get confused and they start. So I've heard some people people worshiping you in Tehran. Well, and we're working through that. You yeah, know? right, um, right, right. Obviously, that's not an ideal from a Christian perspective. Right, but, right, 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 right. But um, again, maybe over time, you, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Certainly, if we could, um, if we could get an advertisement. <laughs> oh, wow. oh man! I want to unsay everything we just. Said. Yeah. Can we just take that all? Yeah, but we'll just walk that way back. That back. Sometimes you just start talking, and then before you know it, you dig yourself a hole. Yeah. Also, hey, everybody. Do that every day. <laughs> Welcome to Christianese. Jared Bergholder, Dan Satchoff here for a little topic of hotness. Yeah. Caliente. Topics, yeah. If you will. Uh, I heard something today on YouTube that just. I I I loved, yeah. but yet I hated. It's horrible. Yeah, I hate that this person uh, flies under the flag of Christianity. I hate that this person would call himself a pastor. Yeah, and I'm intrigued that this person has not yet had charges of assault brought against him. Yes, Dan, why don't you go ahead? Actually, uh, let's our engineer Mark. Mark, can you go ahead and play that clip, please? Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Play that clip. I said, God, I prayed for like a hundred crippled people, not one. He said, that's because I want you to grab that lady's crippled legs and bang them up and down on the platform like a baseball bat. Okay, so that's the first part. Anytime that you're in a service as a pastor and you're wondering why the Holy Spirit has, uh, or you're not wondering why the Holy Spirit has suggesting you bang some crippled lady's legs on the stage. Dan, I I want to be very open to the work of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Sometimes as conservative evangelicals, we tend to be a little closed off to that. Yeah. Uh, I also am firmly convinced that the Holy Spirit is not directing anyone to grab the legs of a crippled person and bang them against the stage. What makes you say that? I just out of curiosity. Yeah, I would just go with a common sense. Really? Here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would go. I would. I would basically no precedent for that in the Bible ever. That's true. That's true. Um, and I think also because it's assault, probably. Right. You know. Yeah. Play the other. Yeah. Clip. Listen to this. And I grabbed her legs and I started going, be healed, be healed. I started banging them up and down on the platform. She got healed. And I'm thinking, God, why is not the power of God moving? He said, because you haven't kicked that woman in the face. Okay. If, yeah, you, you heard you that didn't right. catch that. Yeah. This pastor asked God, why isn't the power of God moving? To which God <laughs> responded, because you haven't kicked that woman in the face. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. Listen to this. And there's this older lady. 
lady worshiping right in front of the platform. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The gift of faith came on me. The gift of faith. Said, the, the gift of faith. Yeah, I don't want you to miss it. This, what's coming next is a gift of faith. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back. Just, or rather, our engineer is gonna take it back. Okay, Thanks, Mark. Nice. Thanks, Mark. Here we go. Worshiping right in front of the platform. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The gift of faith came on me. He said, "Kick her in the face <laughs> with your biker boot." <laughs> I inched closer and I went like this. And just as my boot made contact with her nose, she fell under the power of God. <laughs> How could you discern falling under the power of God and suffering a concussion in this? Jared, instance? can we try that right now? Can I just kick you in the face? I just want to see how that works. Listen, sure. Every pastor at some point dreams about roundhouse kicking people in the power of the Spirit. That, that's absolutely... I cannot remember this guy's name. Do you remember this guy's Todd name? Todd Bentley. Todd Bentley. Yeah. So uh, that's Todd Bentley, everybody. And uh, I'll tell you what, that guy, uh, when I came across that today, Jared, it just, it gave me pause because it was in the context of this guy talking about, I think these guys or this group of guys called the New uh, New Apostolic Reformation or something, and they've considered themselves apostles and, and have the power of the Holy Spirit. And in, in the context of Christianese, I thought that was fascinating. And I don't watch a lot of YouTube, so I've never heard of these people. <laughs> and I don't think they have a big import on uh, Christianity throughout the world. But yeah. I want to go on record um, yeah. with our one and a half followers mm-hmm. just to say... Yeah. Um, I don't think pastors should kick people in the face. That's a pretty bold statement that you're saying. I really mean that. Now, I'm not saying there's not exceptions. I'm not saying there's not some times when that's exactly what's called for in that moment. But that's contextual. Uh, Yes, right. Absolutely. Um, And it's just ridiculous that someone would claim the Holy Spirit led them to do that. There's this whole movement in the charismatic world where people will do all kinds of crazy things purportedly under under the power of the Spirit. And again, I, I think we don't give the spirit enough credit i got sure. a buddy who's pastor in north carolina who, yeah. who refers to the spirit as often from an evangelical standpoint he's the forgotten member of the trinity yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the one I, I think even francis chance talked about that um, yeah right so I, I think we probably don't don't recognize the work of the spirit but yeah. there's also precedence for how the spirit works in scripture sure and uh ramming a biker boot through somebody's face you're just not going to find that. Even in the Apocrypha, <coughs> even in the Shepherd of Hermes, <laughs> you're just not going to find Although, it. I think in the, uh, what what is it, with the uh, Thomas, the, the, Gospel, uh, of the Thomas. Gospel of Thomas, I well, think, does refer yeah, to that. Yeah, that's the difference between the Apocrypha and the Pseudepigrapha. Oh, it is. Pseudepigrapha is the Pseudepigrapha. That are clearly spurious in nature, whereas the Apocrypha are historical writings that were not accepted as canonical by the church. Did you say Pseudepigrapha? Yeah. It's it's so interesting you'd say that because that was my nickname in high school. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me how that came about. Uh, it was very strange. Uh, somebody kicked me in the face <laughs> with a boot, and the next thing I knew, and the next thing I knew. Let me see if he says anything else. Hold on, we gotta listen to this one more time. So I jumped up in the air and I went, Pow! and I hit him to the ground, jumped onto him, and got into a full mount. Ground and pound. I jumped on there, and I was in a full mount. And something came over me, and instead of punching him, I grabbed him by the neck and started choking him. And I said, come out of him, devil! Come out of him, devil! <laughs> so Todd Bentley, the spirit told him to wrestle a guy to the ground, 
ground and pound, and then start choking the devil out of him. Now, that's that happened in Philemon, I think, didn't uh, it? Yeah, I, I, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a, a variant reading in Philemon. Okay, this is just insane kind of stuff. And, and this reveals a much bigger problem, especially a problem that we see all over the world, yeah. which is you have reported preachers and pastors um, who clearly can capture an audience, yeah, but just use that to abuse people in the name of the Holy Spirit and the name of oh the gospel. God. Yeah, and this happens in poor communities, especially all over the world. Really, where uh, the preachers enrich themselves on the backs of the poor yeah. people in their congregation. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they lie to them. I think we talked about this before in an episode that there's this big um, charismatic health and wealth church in Mexico City. Oh yes, yes. On written on there is "Padre de sufrir." Just come in here and you'll stop suffering. Oh my so god! I mean, this is a an even more unusual outside the realm of normal example here. But there's just elements of Christianity um, that that really prey on people. And I think you know Brian has brought up a few of these that these are just horrible examples of Christianity. I think as Christians, um, we need to be on the one hand a lot more aware and open to the work of the Spirit, and a lot, like we were talking about at our Bible study this morning, yeah. a lot more gracious to people who would differ from us, but we also need to be willing to point to people and say, that's not Christian, that's right out of the pit of hell. Right. Um, the gospel's never going to call you to choke the devil out of somebody. Yeah, it's because just, we're, not doing, we're not doing anybody any favors by trying to go along to get along with somebody who is doing something like I that. I like that. That's yeah. assault. That dude should be in jail. Well, and like you, and w- even if he's making this up, and by the way, I, I know you can't see the visuals simply because this is not a visual podcast. I don't know if you know this, but this is... This is audio this is only. audio. Radio, maybe. But as you look at this, I mean... Now you're on. Exactly. That, that auditorium is full. And yeah. this guy, as I understand, I'm not familiar with him, but he had quite a following, and I don't know where he's at now if he still Probably does. Jail. Probably, hopefully. Almost but like, yeah, to your point, I mean, how much time do we have to spend? And I'm sure people listening to this who are Christians have had to spend a lot of time deprogramming people or debriefing them and, and, and giving them accurate information because they are so filled with, if you see things like this, oh right. my gosh, then that, that that's, it's going to, so many conversations you're going to have to have just to get somebody to trust you enough to know that you're not going to. Not you know, that. Yeah, not do it's that. interesting. I was, I was meeting with, um, college student who's going to India on a missions trip. And she was just expressing to me that kind of her understanding of the Indian worldview is that there's, what did she say, 300, over 300 million gods yeah. in worship. Yeah. So you don't just start talking about the gospel because they don't even have a paradigm right. for sin or what God is like. Yeah. Um, so you have to come at it really uniquely. But I think sometimes in an American context where people have been exposed to weird aspects of the gospel, yeah. you really are deprogramming. Like in the South, where, where I was for a bunch of years, yeah. you really had to spend a lot of time convincing people they weren't Christian before you could really talk about the gospel. Because people were culturally Christian. Wow. So they'd grown up in church. Right. They considered themselves as a good moral person, as somebody who was a Christ follower, even right. though right. you know they never read the Bible, they never repented of their sin, they never looked to Christ in faith. And so wow. you just think about it's the same gospel, yeah. In India and in North Carolina, yeah, and yet the the means whereby you enter into that conversation and the background that's needed for someone to to be able to understand not just what the gospel is but their own need for it is different. Wow, which I think just reminds us that there's no one size fits all yeah. when it comes to sharing Christ with people. Right again, the gospel never changes. Same right. gospel that the apostles preach is what we preach. Um, but as we enter into different contexts, we have to be willing to engage people, not right. just speak the gospel into the air and think about it as some kind of mystical magic dust that changes people. Right, right. And be willing to sit down and engage with them. Yes. 
I've been reading a book uh, by J.I. Packer called Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God, which yes. is awesome. He just talks about that, that there's such beauty in sitting down and answering someone's objections and mm-hmm. hearing their concerns and their questions and giving them background on God and be willing to do that patiently mm-hmm. and lovingly in the context of relationship. That's how evangelism should be done. Um, certainly not by roundhouse kicking somebody to the face. Although, again, depending on who it is. Listen, again, we all we all <laughs> think of, we all daydream, right? <laughs> Uh, I, I think that's that's so good, and to your point of, uh, I mean, that's been the whole process of this podcast, and hopefully as it continues, will be as we discuss things with Brian, and again, I don't want anybody to think we're talking, you know, behind Brian's back. We, he, he knows that we have these hot topics, and he right. wasn't able to make it today, but we would never say anything in our conversations, we wouldn't say to Brian that we haven't totally, said to Brian, totally. but this has been a good exercise. We also know that Brian never listens to any podcast. Right, so. he refuses, even though he does, as we've said several times, 15,000 podcasts. Literally. Uh, but but it's it's been good having these conversations. And again, does that mean that you don't learn something as you have the conversations? Uh, we were talking earlier. I've learned that I would like to be more rooted in Scripture, at least have those things at my fingertips more often, to be able to say, hey, it's not just me saying this, but here's where it is in the Bible. But in addition to relationally talking to somebody and hearing their concerns, hearing what they're saying and saying, yeah, okay, I hear that, but... Have you thought about Have you thought about this? Right. So it doesn't mean that you comp- compromise on truth, but it does mean if you don't engage and have relationship. Because a lot of people, I think, a lot of Christians would have you believe, oh, you shouldn't. There are just certain certain times you shouldn't engage with somebody. And I, I, I you know, look, there probably are some times I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. But right. but I think it's really important to have to be able to have the strength of confidence in in what you believe to be able to not be afraid to have tough conversations with people. Yeah. And and to remember that the gospel is not a prepackaged thing, right? No. So um, the reason you can enter into different kinds of conversations in different contexts is yeah. because you know and believe the theology and reality of the gospel. That equips yeah. you to, to, I mean, it really is the Christian worldview thing, right? Yeah. This isn't like a set of, and uh, now point number two says that, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a worldview by which you see all of reality. Yeah. So we were just talking about the ability to, was I talking to you? I was talking to somebody else. I was talking to somebody Some, else. Somebody who looked like me. Somebody who looked, it literally was your doppel. Mm-hmm. Um, about the ability to have worldview conversations yeah. as an on-ramp to talking about the gospel. Yes. It's not just, hi, my name's Jared. Um, do you believe the 12 laws or yeah. 10 laws, 8 laws? Uh, five, spiritual five, laws? five spiritual laws, I think. I think it's five. I've added a few. I have no, so. Really, you have. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be in your next book, isn't it? That's in my next one. Stop roundhouse kicking your parishioners in the face. And other helpful pastoral nuggets. Yeah, you got to have the uh, little the subtitle little underneath. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. That's one of the things, like, I've been con- on, on a, it's funny, I was telling you I'll be driving somewhere and I'll put YouTube on and just let, I'm not watching it, but I'll listen to the audio portion come through those speakers. So clearly you have unlimited data. Absolutely. You kidding? <laughs> yeah. That, and that, then I still, my speed gets slowed down anyway. But, um, so I was in long traffic today, but I end up getting listening to people like uh, Ravi Zacharias have been yeah. on a real Ravi Zacharias kick and what I love about him is that he's so equipped not only with the gospel but as Randy Starkey your friend who we had conversations several podcasts ago saying there's room for every type of evangelism and approach to giving the gospel not only preaching you know hey there's if you're if you're not believing this and truth you're going to be separated from God and hell um, but also preaching, you know, from a from a uh, standpoint like we do with Brian, we're not preaching to him; we're having a conversation with him. But we are exchanging worldview issues. But I love that Robbie Zacharias can approach it from 
a philosophical standpoint. Right. You know, so he's equipped with so many things. So he finds these on ramps and it's not just, okay, scripture says this. He gets to that. Yeah. Which I think you always, you know, you need to get to. Yep. But he doesn't start with that, especially for people who are starting with they're so postmodern in their thought that they have that doesn't resonate with them at all. So if you set the stage a little bit. Right. And also how you're gonna how you're gonna have the conversation with them. Yeah. And then keep having the conversation. Yes. Exactly. We talked before the gospel isn't shooting your gospel gun at people and then running away. And running away, yeah. And and some people, I mean, some people do that. And I know I've you know I've been at different public events where somebody will be there with tracks and they'll and you know again, good job for them for getting out and being active and trying to do that. But I think it's just uh, that you're, you're never going to see anybody again. And I don't know, I don't know what the percentage of 0.04. Yeah, what is it 0.04? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, 98% of uh, stats are made up on the spot. So. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what else with you? It's We're coming up on a four-day weekend here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Go to the beach. The beach? Yeah. It's raining, Jared, in California. Yeah. I, you know, You're I still going to go to the beach. I don't care. Okay, I that's like good. The oceans, you know? Maybe there'll be less people there. I like the ocean. I don't like people. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That sounds like a win to me. That is perfect. That sounds like a win. We got, you, you got a four-day weekend plan? Well, our son is coming home from college. Good. For just a couple days. That'll be a blast to hang out with him, kind of hear what's going on with him. We're going to uh, get his resume together because he's trying to get a new uh, work-study job. And he's learned something called pivot tables which is an Excel spreadsheet uh, type thing that you learn in the accounting world, which will allow him to hopefully get out of the cafeteria, which I know you did I when did. you were in college. So, and, and correctly, worst as you said, he job. hates it. He, I mean, no, he, he, it's not the worst, but it's, it's been very difficult. And it's not where he'd like to be, but I think now this will enable him to perhaps get a job in one of the offices okay. at school. That's a, I worked in the mailroom then. And oh, you did? The mailroom was much better. Yeah. Well, you know smells bring back memories. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I walked by someone the other day and it smelled like the dish pit. And it was like <gasps> just all the horror the dish pit. washed over me again. That's what they called it. It was a pit. <laughs> and it literally was a pit where the we worked. dish pit. Yeah. Hey, Jared, can you go to the dish pit and uh, give me two saucers, please? Uh, but it's 12 fours down. Go down there. Do it. <laughs> the dish pit. I remember one time. Yeah. Not one time. This happened a lot. Yeah. I like, I, it was, you had to empty the trash right outside the dish pit as well where people dumped all their food because <laughs> it was just gross and it would fill up quick. And I remember yeah. like being out there doing it and I saw all of my friend group over there just enjoying a meal leisurely yeah. while I was slaving away doing dishes and it was like, I, I, oh I, my gosh. I hate this. <laughs> I don't like this job. Yeah, that's kind of where Dan's been. This. Yeah, it's been the same. It's it's been it's been tough, especially because he had a really he had a really great job before that over the summer here right. at a local business, and it was really super. It was it was great, but this has been challenging. But so anyway, we're going to work on his resume, and and hopefully he'll he'll do that. I here's a question I have for you, and this is kind of random. As a pastor, what are some of your what are some of your big concerns that you see just globally at, as you've been to a church in North Carolina, mm. Santa Clarita, mm. everywhere you've been, everywhere you may end up going, do you see commonalities of things that you're like, this is a concern and it's kind of a concern for the big C church that uh, is not just unique to one area of the country or one denomination? What do you, what do you see? This is a big topic. Is man. that too too big a question? That's a big that's a big question. Yeah. 
Well, just tease it out a little bit. You don't have to. Let me um, let me go ahead and tease. Let me unpack that a little bit. <laughs> Could you unpack yeah, that authentically, can I just please? Unpack that. Hold on. Let me speak some word of knowledge from my heart. <laughs> Tell you what involved me getting hit in the face. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to kick you right in He's the face. Hey! Okay, go ahead. Um, it's interesting because uh, we were just passing around an article at church. Uh, there's research that 50% of millennial Christians are unwilling to share their faith. Um, Is it that high, really, do you so think? So there's a, an organization called Barna Research that has, okay. for years has done a lot of research with evangelicals. Um, and I think that probably is a little bit high. Hmm. Um, but it was interesting because we were going back and forth about how this is true in the American church and one of the guys on the email was Cecil Stonacher who was a missionary in Europe for well over 20 years mm-hmm. and was just saying this this thing isn't a problem among Christians in, in Europe and in other parts of the world so I think it's interesting that you know you go to Latin America for instance you find problems with um, power and leadership because mm-hmm. Latin American culture likes a, a strong single leader which can lead to abuse. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you travel around the world, you kind of find these cultural problems yeah, that have yeah. been imported into the church, and that's certainly true in the U.S., right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny. I think sometimes you hear people talk, you know, if we could just get if we could just get America back to Jesus, if we could just get back to the 1950s, everything would be fine. <laughs> yeah, like well, stuff you, wasn't going on in the 50s, we well, just didn't talk about it. Like people are like, yeah, you know, the problem with millennials is like, okay, but yeah. let's be honest. Your generation wasn't any better. They might yeah. have just done all those things in secret. Right, 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 right. right or there right. was a way to conceal it, or they didn't post about it on social yeah. media. Yeah, right. So yeah. I think just generally, every area of the world has problems because there's always sinners. Sure. Um, yeah, it's just, a broken world. It's contextualized a little bit by, by circumstances. Um, I, I will say that American Christians have a lot of problems. I mean, yeah. we, we got a lot. The one that, that I keep thinking about is consumerism. Yeah. The way that we approach the church looking for either an exchange of goods or the reception of some yeah. <laughs> spiritual commodity that we want. Yes. So that puts us in the position of being a consumer. Yes. And I think we've capitulated to that, uh, especially at larger churches, because we have, you know, state everything's timed and it's all well staged and we only put people sure. on stage who who are good at being on stage. So it right. really does feel like you arrive for a show right. and you watch a show. Um, knowing that you're never going to get up there and participate in that. So rather than right. kind of being the body of Christ or a family dynamic, it feels like you go and you observe other people doing church. Yeah, right, right, right. And you leave. And so I think that that fuels kind of a consumerism, mm-hmm. which then means that, you know, when we ask people to participate or contribute or yes. join us in something, that's just a, a foreign idea because yeah. even in the way that we've presented church to them, that's been that's been really different. So yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges facing the American church right now is consumerism. Yeah, how can we really? How can you ask people to give their lives sacrificially to the kingdom and mission of God if they see themselves as the customer? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's so antithetical to yeah to what the way the Bible talks about Christianity. Very interesting. How about something that you're encouraged by? Is there anything? Yeah, there's that, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing at all. <laughs> No, no, no encouragement, really. There's um, just none. That's fantastic. No, well, um, hold on. Let me think here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I give a, a well reasoned. Yeah, give a well reasoned response. Something response. that you know you can you can take your time on it because actually while you're thinking about that, I just there's something I wanted to play for you. I was in another meeting one time and I called out this Chinese gentleman and all of a sudden I went running down the aisle and I, I hit this guy so hard. It drove him back several feet. He hit the ground and his tooth popped right out of his mouth. Yeah, so uh, anyway, we'll get I'm back to our... i by that. 
So that was racist and hey, assault. Exactly. <laughs> All this guy's stories are of assaulting oh, his parishioners. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I cannot imagine like what marital counseling is like with this guy. Oh, so I took the baseball bat out <laughs> and I hit him both the face. She said she wasn't going to stay in the kitchen. And I said, what do you mean? Man, where are my waffles? Uh, I'll tell you something I'm encouraged by. Tell me something you're encouraged by. Well, uh, because you're the outreach pastor. I am. Where I go to church. That's true. Can we say the name of the church? You think we can? I don't know. Is it secret? Is it secret? I I don't know. I don't want to get you in trouble, Jared. Dan, I'll look you in the eye and tell you I work at Grace Baptist Church in Santa Clarita, California. Excellent. Okay, so... Anyone with a computer could have figured that out. Well, I know, but you know, there's a lot of older people like me who don't really know how to use the computers and the interwebs. Um, Can I get this on the fax machine? Yeah, can I get a mimeograph, please, and put this on the overhead projector? Um, Yeah, but, you know, we uh, have a a relationship with the homeless shelter here in Santa Clarita, and I have so enjoyed... You know, we've done the food service before, which is... Which is good because you know you're. It makes you feel good that you're you're trying to help somebody, but you have no interaction. Yeah. Uh, and so we've started doing bingo mm. with these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has been such a blast because we've been able to interact with people more. Yeah. And uh, it's been really encouraging to see that there are opportunities like that to get to go out and to engage with people. Right. Uh, rather than just uh, serving them kind of from afar or where you don't you kind of don't have an opportunity to engage them yeah so I'm really encouraged to get to to get to do that because it's been really really awesome. a good experience okay yeah. I got one okay I met with so I preached a couple weeks ago and talked yeah. about um, just being generous with our time remember that and that you know even impacts the way we think about retirement right we don't just live to accumulate dollars so we can rot in our possessions, and then we don't go to heaven. Okay, hold on. I got to write yeah. that down. Okay, fantastic. I didn't mean to talk to you about this. Okay, too. we're not rot in heaven. Okay, go ahead. Good. But um, uh, after doing that, a guy reached out to me who is a couple years away from retirement, and him, for his company, lived in the Middle East for a bunch of years. Wow. And was saying, I I want to do that. I want to. I wanted to be intentional in my retirement. Can Can we just brainstorm about that? So it just this awesome That's conversation. Great. I really didn't have much to offer the guy, but it was just amazing to hear this <clears throat> this godly guy who's nearing retirement and thinking i want to use yeah. the last years of my life for the kingdom of god um, and there's in fact i just met with another couple yesterday also in retirement who are saying how can we help you know yeah. we travel a lot yeah can we can we visit some of grace's partners along the way can we encourage wow. them so you know, see so that's awesome there's frustrating people out there well, sure. frustrating parts to sure. any job and, and to any church when you see it more as a pastor like i see it differently as a layman in the church but you as a pastor i'm sure you see things that yeah that we don't see that are, are frustrating but so it's great many you, things dan <laughs> you've, i've seen so many but it's great you're getting that kind of encouragement too totally I think. it's just really encouraging to see that i think that's that's a great a great thing i had another point along that line but i can't oh well yeah just to be able to see people when you speak and you say that because that uh, that resonated with me too is like yeah what are what are some of the things the gifts that that you have that you can use even in a small way right you right. know for yeah. the kingdom of god so the kingdom that's right well anyway i think that's uh, uh it's probably a, enough time for a for a hot topic i think so but we don't uh, really plan out content we just know fill minutes but there is this There was that, but obviously, see, Carl uh, Carl was trying. Yeah, it's, I, it's Mark. We're going to do a drop. Oh, is it Mark? It's Mark. Sorry, Mark. I thought your name was Carl. 
What's Barb's name? Is it still Barb? Still Barb. Okay. Uh, this is Christianese Hot Topic. Uh, exactly. And next time, uh, before you listen to this, would you do us a favor? Would you give us a review and maybe, I don't know, maybe four or five stars on the old Apple iTunes? You know, Dan, while we're naming and claiming, I <laughs> loudly proclaim that many people will give us the stars of five. <laughs> is that a word of knowledge from you? That's a word of faith. That's excellent. All right. No one was hurt in the making of that faith. That's fantastic. All right. That's all the time we have for Hot Topic today. Dan Satchup, Jared Burkholder, and Jared, as always, would you leave us with a... Blessings. Thank you. Good night. Hot Topic. <laughs>